Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's the editor-in-chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the Internet and is a master of impressions. If they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins the drive. Every day I get the opportunity to talk about greatness, and I get to be at the forefront of helping chronicle one of the great dynasties of the National Football League. And every Wednesday I get a chance to do it with somebody who is equally as great. He is the editor-in-chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the entire interweb. Think about how many websites there are on the interweb. None of them get more traffic. Bigger than Google.com. Bigger than Facebook.com. Bigger than Pinterest. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney! Yeah, you Pete guys, Sweeney, how are you doing, I man? love this slot. You make it easy on me. Like, you know, some someone's going to have to follow Patrick Mahomes. We saw Mac Jones really struggle to follow Tom Brady. I mean, I get to follow Aaron Ladd. This is a layup. I mean, it's a layup for me when you when you set it up like that. <laughs> Our guy Pete Sweeney is presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity and results. That's our friend Mark Ferguson. Pete, what is the thing that stood out to you most about the Chiefs win on Sunday against the Bills? Had to be the offense looking at least a little bit like we've seen in, in years past. And I I think it, it's made me feel as though, uh, you know, the AFC using the regular season as the Chiefs were going through some of those struggles they had an opportunity to knock them out and they kept allowing them to find ways to win games, got them in a, a number three position. They were locked in. So they were able to have a, a pseudo buy of their own resting a lot of the top players. And now you're looking at a team who's back in the final four that to me, finally it felt like was able to match the defense in some capacity in this last game. And that's very, very scary for the rest of the field, right? Uh, I think going into the game, we thought the Chiefs were vulnerable. We thought they were susceptible to a loss. They were going and playing in Baltimore. They hadn't played on the road in one of these games with Patrick Mahomes, and that opportunity went by the wayside for several reasons, not just the missed kick by Tyler Bass. And then suddenly now you have, I think, a complete 
Chiefs team with two wins to go to do it again. I know that you play video games on occasion, but you remember yeah. back in the Xbox 360 days where they mm-hmm. created achievements mm-hmm. that you could like beat something in a game and it would pop up and you got like a sense of accomplishment yeah. from that. And then Beautiful. you would want to play a game so you could get all the completions. I feel like Mahomes took a certain level of pride of, hey, I've done a lot in my NFL career, but this is one thing that I haven't had the opportunity to. We have just avoided going on the road that I thought he really took that challenge, really embraced that challenge. Travis Kelsey also embraced it. If you're going to go on the road and beat a good football team like Buffalo is, you're going to need to be led by your star players. And I felt like Kansas City was, whether it be Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, your stars really played like stars in this game. Yeah, and I think we made made judgments maybe about Travis Kelsey a little too soon as far as what the year looked like as a whole. Maybe – this will be more of a topic after the season, whenever the end of it comes, whether it's that's on Sunday or, or later in the playoffs. I think everyone's hoping that here in KC, but I, I think Kelsey was maybe going through it this year. He had an injury basically two days before week one. It kept him out of week one. And I think the recovery and trying to recover on the fly as you're trying to play in games, right? Like I remember Kelsey after that first game and loss, he essentially was like, I'm not missing any more games no matter what. And so I think he probably was pushing through it. We thought it might be age. We thought it might be slowing down. And then all of a sudden, he does take that week off. Wasn't really made a a huge deal out of it. Says goodbye to the record. And I think suddenly he's looked a lot better uh, in the playoffs here. And he looks like, to an extent, the Kelsey of old. And that that's huge too. It 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 feels like it's all coming up, Chiefs, in a lot of ways, and they're gaining momentum uh, in the most important possible time. And I, like I said couple of these injury things go the Chiefs way they're able to get Willie Gay back you got to feel pretty good even though they're going on the road again on Sunday sometimes there's no way to know until you're in the middle of it but I don't know if even at the time we understood how important not playing in week 18 no, was we for the right. core of this team right whether it's Mahomes Pacheco Kelsey I don't think we were able to quantify how important that is I don't know if we get that version of Travis Kelsey if the Chiefs really have to play that final game of the season and you put an extra 50, 60 snaps on Travis Kelsey, one thing that I hadn't even really thought about until Mitch Holtis had said it, if you think about the postseason runs that they've had the last couple of years, you basically add another season onto the body of Travis Kelsey, of Patrick Mahomes. If you're playing three, four postseason games for five years, you add an extra 16, 17 games that him being able to get a bye week in week 18 of the regular season, I think meant everything to him. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a great time to cover the Chiefs. And even for what we do, we have now covered an extra season, you know, as we go here. And that wears on you eventually, right? Like if there's a player that has been on this team for all of those runs, those games add up. They're always counting games when it comes to college players in their first year in the NFL because the college season is much shorter. And so now you're talking about years of wear and tear on the body. And so I think it, it was a break in the right direction. I, I, I looked across the conference, and when the Rams entered the playoffs uh, too or were in that Week 18, they actually could have improved their standing, and they chose to rest guys anyway. So just the idea, I think, for all these NFL teams to have one week where you can just shut it down, and you mentioned Kelsey, and Pacheco's another good mention. These guys were banged up toward the end of the year, and now I, I think they look fresh. And so – If you're able to get through Sunday against Baltimore, you'll have another two weeks of these guys being able to rest their bodies and not be beat up in in what would be a game. And the Chiefs are are right in a position 
uh, again. And I, I know that there's a lot of, uh, of chief supporters out there pointing this out on X and, and other things. They're on the verge in a down year of winning the AFC title. Right now, we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. I do want to bounce back really quickly to the win over Buffalo. Do you think Josh Allen ever wins a Super Bowl? Because yesterday on the text line, some people are calling him Phillip Rivers. We had Mitch Holtis. <laughs> he called him Phillip Rivers. Some people on the text line are saying that he's Dan Marino. I think it's a little bit unfair. Not all the quarterbacks that win their first Super Bowl are 24, 25 when they did it. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was 34 whenever he accomplished his first Super Bowl. You look at Steve Young. You look at Peyton Manning. Drew Brees was younger when he run his ring. Not everyone gets theirs on their rookie contract. I think Josh Allen is too talented of a quarterback to not at least get to one at some point in his career. Where are you regarding Allen after seeing the way that they lost and also knowing that his cap hit went from $18.6 million to 47.1 this upcoming season. Buffalo's going to change. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably more with your side of it. I'm not just writing off Josh Allen for his entire career because they didn't get it here, but uh, it's going to be tougher. As you're mentioning, their cap changes as already – key pieces Micah Hyde already I think penned a a letter I saw to Buffalo thanking them and and you're right it's going to be tougher as you go here but I try to compare it to what what Brady did I mean more times than not Brady is going to get you but there are these years where another team maybe the Patriots were a little bit weaker another team gets through and the thing is, when you're dealing with a Tom Brady, Michael Jordan-like player, you have to really take advantage of those years that you're able to get by. Like, I I look at it from the perspective of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Burrow and the Bengals got through. That was a rarity. And when they got there, they weren't able to do it. That is a grand missed opportunity because you're only going to have so many of these. So what I would tell you is it's possible that Josh Allen never wins a Super Bowl, but I do think – this isn't the end. I just think because of Mahomes being who he is, similar to Brady being who he is, Jordan being who he is, these guys' opportunities over the years, as we look back in history, let's say in 2035, are going to be minimal because it's always or it's mostly going to be Mahomes putting his team in a position where you're going to be unable to get there. So the rare opportunity that you have, I think you got to take advantage of. And you could tell, I think even more so than 13 seconds, Dot, this was – gut a gut-wrenching franchise altering you know self-doubting filled loss for buffalo they have to even still feel sick just thinking about the opportunity they missed by not winning that game rob and i had this debate i think that sunday was a worse loss too yeah like this was my logic and maybe this was like me using my missouri fan brain when missouri played that last game at kansas back in 2012 I had psyched myself up too. There's no way they're losing in Mizzou Arena. They might lose when they go to Allen, right. but you got to win this game. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like, you cannot let Kansas say that we beat you for the final time in your building and now we never want to play you again. That you psych yourself up so much of a fan of how important this one game is. If you were a Buffalo fan, you have told yourself every day for the last four years wait till we get them at home, wait till we get them at home. Eventually, it's going to be our chance. You had your opportunity. You had the ball three times in the fourth quarter with a chance to either tie the game or take the lead, and you missed on every single opportunity. I think this is far more hurtful than the 13 seconds. You just got beat by something improbable. That was like a last-second Hail Mary buzzer beater kind of thing that I'm not sure if the Chiefs could replicate again if it happens. You just got flat-out outplayed and beat 
on Sunday night. They no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, they had entering the game and the situation of it finally being in Buffalo. Mahomes finally on the road. They finally had Patrick Mahomes cornered in a way. Like for those of you who enjoy movies or you know the John Wick series, our late great friend Therese Paler used to call Patrick Mahomes Baba Yaga, which is what they call uh, the nickname for John Wick in these movies because. You can do anything to finally corner John Wick, and you could feel like, okay, that you know we finally got him, and then the scene changes, and that's what's so great about the series of movies, and, and he finds a way to beat up all the bad guys. And that, that was Patrick Mahomes. I, I think the Bills fans had to feel like this has to be it. It's now or never. There's no way we end up losing this opportunity this game. And I'm not sure we ever get this opportunity in this game again in, in this scenario where the Chiefs played – poorly enough where we're going to be home for this game and one thing led to another Patrick Mahomes kind of uh, rose the offense from the dark here and they played I think their best offensive game uh, in a while maybe since some of the early games where we saw the Chiefs dominate teams and what it does is it gives you confidence to propel them for this conference title game and what they may be able to do if they're able to get by and and enter a Super Bowl what scares you most about Baltimore I think just the health of their defense. We have watched the Chiefs, uh, if you're looking for reasons that they've won, aside from Mahomes just being Mahomes. They've had two weeks in a row here where the defense for Miami and the defense for Buffalo are pretty banged up. Uh, Baltimore has uh, a defense that uh, can at least you know match Kansas City. I know that there's arguments for you know which defense could be better uh, entering this game. So I think this is going to be the most challenging game of the postseason. Makes sense. You're you're in the final four here. And I, I think uh, just making sure that there's no reverting back to maybe some of the things we saw mistake-wise for the offense in the regular season, that's probably it. The Chiefs have handled Lamar Jackson before. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He deserves it all. And I, I think – what you already have with Steve Spagnuolo is experience playing him, and I'm not as fearful uh, of the weapons that that Baltimore has because you already played Miami. Like uh, to me, those weapon wise, that and and even with Lamar, and so for me, I, I guess with the defense being healthy and the offense being able to do what they do, especially in the ground, I just think they're the most complete team the Chiefs have faced, and so more so than even these first two games, they can't make any mistakes. Like no. No fumbles out of the end zone, for example. That's not going to be able to cut it uh, in Baltimore against the Ravens. Rob and I talked about this. I don't know if the Chiefs are getting enough credit for weathering the storm that it was not perfect against Buffalo. No. The first two times they got in the red zone, they settled for field goals. They had a fumble in the red zone that took points off of the board. Like the Chiefs were not firing on all cylinders. I don't think you got the A version of the Kansas City Chiefs but they still went on the road and they won that game. They had a chance to fall on multiple fumbles. Dalton (laughs) Kincaid makes a play on both of those. This was not a perfect game script. I don't think Kansas City needs to go on the road and be perfect against Baltimore. I don't think that's realistic, but I do think that they need to keep and maintain this formula. If this is a game in which Patrick Mahomes throws it 47 times 
and you neglect the run, and we're talking about Isaiah Pacheco only got 11 carries in this game, something went wrong in terms of the flow and how this team, I think, is at their absolute best and operating at their full capacity. This is another game in which Isaiah Pacheco needs at least 15 carries. You throw it to him a couple times out of the backfield, you run the football effectively, you maintain that balance, and you try to control the line of scrimmage. If they can do that and you continue with this defense that every week figures out a way in the second half to really shut teams down, this game is going to be close heading into the final eight minutes or so, and it's going to come down to one or two plays that decide if you win or not. Yeah, and I... I feel pretty good about this week. I, I, I didn't love the, the way that I felt about the Chiefs going in the last week, but I just thought the offense showed me enough, and I think it showed me enough. And then when you think about how the defense sort of needed to get into the game a little bit, they struggled, I, you know, to be fair, in these first couple quarters and then finally shut the door. I think it, both, both were given confidence from this in the sense that, like, the defense realized, okay, as good as we've been all year, this is the playoffs, and we're going to be able, we're going to have to step up against the best teams in the NFL. That was an awakening that they got in the first three quarters, and I think the Chiefs' offense proved to itself, as you're saying, like let's rely on Isaiah Pacheco, let's have him touch the ball a lot, let's see what that can do for opening up a, a Travis Kelsey who really feels rejuvenated, a Rasheed Rice, and hell, you established that. Uh, Marquez, we changed my open, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling proved to be a really nice fourth option for you and actually caught the ball when you needed him to, and those were big catches in the game. And so if you're getting some of that that complimentary play from, from some, of, some of those weapons and you're starting to gain confidence on, on offense and, and your defense is sort of recalibrated, refocused, and understands that uh, just because we had 17 great regular season games doesn't mean – we're not susceptible to getting, um, you know, an opponent on us in the, in the playoffs. I, I got to think they got to be feeling really good heading into this game. I think this team is going to need multiple X factors to what you just alluded to. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a 28-yard run that helped flip the field. The Chiefs score on that possession. MVS had two catches over 30 yards, had his best day probably since the first half of the season. Yeah. If you're going to win this game, obviously, you need Pacheco, you need Rice, you need Kelsey to play well. They got contribution from some of their other offensive pieces, which was the difference in this game. Which of those players can step up? Can you get another play if you're Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's not going to touch the ball a whole bunch in this game? He's going to maybe get three to five touches. One of those touches needs to have a difference in this game. MVS is going to get thrown the ball three to five times over the course of the afternoon. Does he make one or two plays that help move the chains, that create first downs, that help put you in scoring range? That's going to determine if Kansas City wins this game or not. Yeah, I, the, the, the complementary pieces are just become more important as you go here because the defenses get better. And, you, you know, you're definitely facing the best defense that you have in the playoffs this Sunday. And so once you get here – the, the problems that you start to run into are, well, not only can they defend Travis Kelsey, they can probably do a good job with Rasheed Rice. So what do you do then? You know, what, what do you do when Justin Watson has to have a big play? What do you do when Marquez Valdez-Scantling has to step up in that spot? And I, I think you can gain confidence from the way Valdez-Scantling played in this last game. Now, last year, let's be fair, uh, he had a great AFC title and kind of disappeared in, in the Super Bowl. So you're going to need him um, – to have a repeat type of performance. But I, I think two catches down the field when everyone else is tied up is reasonable to think. And I, I, I think the Chiefs suddenly feel a little bit more confident in MVS than they have maybe earlier in the year. Right now we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, looking at this game 
If you could press a button right now and make one of these two guys fully healthy for Sunday, <laughs> would you press it for Willie Gay or Joe Tooney? I know people will disagree with it, but for me, it's Willie Gay. I just think sideline to sideline, you want somebody who can chase down Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson in the run game, uh, just based upon the Chiefs defense and what they've been strong against and weak against this year, uh, to me is you got to make sure that you stop Lamar from wrecking it in that capacity. And I think that's where Gay becomes more important. Nick Allegretti uh, is good. Not an all-pro, of course, uh, or he wouldn't be a backup for the Chiefs, but he's he's good for a spot start. I, I believe that Joe Tooney uh, is probably working right now more so to get ready for three weeks from now should the Chiefs win than this game. And so I, I do think it'll be Allegretti. I think he's fine for one game. Um, and, you know, he's going to be amped up for this. He's played in playoff games before. Uh, I mentioned on the website today he's played in three. So I think the Chiefs feel good about him, but you really need to, to get Gay back for this one. Uh Andy Reid didn't announce Gay as one of the non-participants at the podium today, but then we went out to practice, and I didn't see him. So we'll see what his status is on the injury report. I think the answer is Willie Gay, too, and I think it's twofold. I guess maybe threefold. I agree with you in terms of being a spy for Lamar Jackson. One of the more puzzling things about watching the Houston game was they really didn't seem to have a spy for Lamar, which just allowed him to kind of run free and get downfield. So that was number one. Number two, you know they want to run the football effectively. They had the most rush yards of any team in the National Football League, running around 180 yards a game. So you know they want to run the football, so you're going to need your linebackers there. And we also know that Lamar, he's not really going to beat you outside the numbers or really downfield. He's going to work that intermediate. He might be one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. If we are talking about 20 yards and in, utilizing your tight ends, dumping it off to the running backs out of the backfield, and really playing to his strength. And I think the weapons that they have around him now with Zay Flowers, Odell, I think they really complement what he does well as a passer. I think you're really going to need a great day from Willie Gay. You talk about contract year being undefeated and needing to step up and make a big play. I think Willie Gay has made a lot of money for himself. If you go out and you play really well in this game against Mark Andrews, who's coming back, against Isaiah Likely, if you do a really good job spying Lamar Jackson, you can make yourself 3 to $5 million, I think, by playing well if you're him. Yeah, and I, I think with Willie Gay, it's not only A, being available to play, but B, how he plays could dictate the outcome of the game, right? And for all the reasons that you just mentioned. And so if he's a, a non-practice today, you hope to see him at least get a limited practice before this team takes off on Saturday for Baltimore. Are you worried about Joe Tooney not playing? I don't think he will. I mean, if you're asking me what I think, uh, just based upon some signs that we're we're getting from the the team, I I I think they're going to have Allegretti be that guy. It uh, doesn't seem like he's in a position to practice. He's going to be out of the mix today, and I'm, I'm not sure he practices this week. And so, if Allegretti is able to install the game plan, they feel good about Allegretti. It, it's not a, it's not one of these things where you're back in 2020 and the two tackles go down and suddenly it, it feels like you have tackles off the street like. Allegretti is a really, really nice swing interior guy that they like to use in that capacity. And so I, you know, ideally you'd want, you'd want Joe Tooney, but I think for this one game and Joe Tooney can rehab, uh, you know, reportedly like crazy and and get back for the Super Bowl. I think that uh, is, is fine. I think you're able to, to win this game even without him. Yeah. I think it's really telling the fact that Adam Schefter puts this story out in the middle of the week. 
Chiefs Pro Bowl guard Joe Tooney will not practice today due to his injury and in the words of one source is unlikely to play Sunday against the Ravens. But as another source also said, he's going to work like crazy to play. And, you know, on these at pro football doc, he always kind of comments underneath it. And then he says, this is in line with what we believe we have Joe Tooney ruled as out already. So a lot of the medical people, the early reports are saying that Joe Tooney's not going to play in this game. This team is going to have to run the football effectively. This team is also going to have to really protect Patrick Mahomes. Baltimore can really get after you with their linebackers. They've got two of the best linebackers in the National Football League, and they've got a really active, aggressive defensive front as well. Yeah, practice this week is is just big for Donovan Smith and, and Nick Allegretti and Creed Humphrey to, to just make sure that they're in sync. And what... I know about Nick is he's very, very good at preparing like he has to play no matter if he's the starter or not. And so, I mean, I I think if it were another position along the line, like if suddenly they had a backup center in there or let's say if it was Lucas Niang switching sides and Jawan Taylor, you know, was then I think I would be more concerned. But this is a plug and play. And so I, I think, sure, of course, you want Tooney in this game, but I think you'll be okay for one game with Nick. Right now, we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Coming up on the other side, I want to get your thoughts on Lamar Jackson. As we head into this game, he got his second postseason win last week against the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. I also want to get your thoughts on the NFC Championship game. We are going to do Ask Pete. I feel like that's an appropriate thing to do as we head into the AFC Championship game. We'll do that coming up in about 20 minutes or so. We're locked in with Pete Sweeney here on The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. 
Do you have Lamar as the top five quarterback? I can't remember when you and I went through the list and where you ranked him. I know you had the big three. So you had Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, and you had some form of those guys being the top three. Was Lamar in your top five? You know, going into the year, I didn't have Allen there uh, for me personally. I, I think Lamar has to be there uh, for sure. You know, as a former MVP, I, I still consider him there. Usually year by year, I'll adjust what I think is my top five. But sure, I mean, I, Mahomes for me is always number one until someone um, takes it, which I don't think has happened yet. And Lamar is in the top five for sure, yeah. I mean, we get to see like a lot of incredible players on a week-by-week basis in the NFL. There aren't many that you just go, wow, that guy's really good. Right. And he's on that short list, you know, even in a sport that has as many just all-world incredible athletes Like, Lamar will just make a play or do one or two things that you just kind of got to shake your head. Like, in the NBA, you can play great defense. Man, great offense. Like, someone's just going to shoot over the top of you. Like, you can try to guard Giannis. He's just going to figure out a way to score. That I just look at Lamar sometimes with how he can run and how he take off. Like, it's kind of like early on in the Chiefs offense that everyone was like, well, you know, if you want to beat Kansas City, you better play ball control and you got to run the ball. Well, Eventually, you have to. The other team gets the ball, and they're probably going to score in that scenario. That I kind of feel like with Lamar, everybody's whole thing is, well, you got to turn him into a passer. You got to turn him into a passer. I don't think it's that easy to do that. No, it's not. I mean, he's very, very slippery, you know, as you say. And even if there is a spy, uh, Lamar's so fast that you could take your fastest player and put our fastest linebacker and put him there. Like I'm saying, oh, it's important the Chiefs have gay. I mean, there's going to be times where Gay might be the spy and Lamar might beat him anyway, kind of what you're alluding to. And so that's what makes him great. And uh, this will be a really, really good matchup. Uh, you know, I know that uh, Chiefs fans will be nervous. I'm sure Ravens fans will be nervous. But for the rest of the country, it roots for somebody else. I mean, this is as good as it gets. Who do you think is going to the Super Bowl out of the NFC? I go back and forth. I think the Debo thing is huge. I really do. It kind of has changed how I feel about San Francisco. Uh, I know that Christian McCaffrey is a little bit banged up. And for me, it's just hard to pick against the momentum I feel like the Lions have entering this game. But they are on the road, and they'll have to do it on the road against uh, what has been a really good team. But I I think we've seen some cracks in the armor for San Francisco. Um, And I uh, I think the Lions have put together a staff that can take advantage of it. I really like Jared Goff. I think he has got a lot of weapons. Uh, and I, you know, I'm probably leaning Lions right now if I had to pick. I mean, I'm picking the Lions to win this game too. I I feel very different about San Francisco than I felt going into that matchup. And I wonder how much of it is, you know, heading into that game against Baltimore on Christmas, just getting all excited for, hey, these are the best two teams, the AFC, the NFC, and just watching the way that they got handled and then seeing how they didn't really need that final game of the regular season. They then had the wild card off. And, hey, all year I've thought if San Francisco is healthy, they are clearly the best team in the league. Well, an injury happens early on in the game. So, all right, now now you got to overcome something. And just not feeling like they were in a position where you're going to be able to overcome things against a better team than Green Bay. Because you're going to have to do that, that in two consecutive weeks. Whether you play the Lions or either team out of the AFC, you're going to be at a quarterback disadvantage. And you might not have one of your star players. That That's the NFL. This is the problem with with Brock Purdy. And I know that that people you know have liked him, disliked him. He's, he's very polarizing by this point. He needs the Monstars. 
to win a championship. I mean, you take away one of the members of his all-star offensive lineup, and suddenly the team is ordinary. And I think you're seeing that, and I just think the Lions are hungry enough, and they're just so behind their head coach that I think it's going to be too much. I also have made this observation just covering the NFL. I think up until last weekend, it it really is the better team that wins. There's something about conference title Sunday, you know, championship Sunday where I just think it's all bets are off. Like, so like, if you like the underdog, don't be afraid to just pick the underdog in the money line. Right. Like if you're betting, like, I just think it's such a crapshoot because these teams are now so good and so on the same um, level playing field as far as the quality and it, it, it being so high that any team can win the game. So you might as well go with the underdog in these games because I just think anything can happen. If I could def- defend Brock Purdy a little bit, it does feel like he has reached like a Tebow level of how we talk about him. He is obviously a better player, but you remember during that Tebow time, every positive thing got magnified a hundredfold. Yeah. Every negative thing was the worst thing that could possibly happen. That I do think it's unfair with Purdy compared to other players. Like, we let Mahomes have a bad day. We let Josh Allen have a bad day. We let Joe Burrow get off to poor starts for each of the last two regular seasons. If Brock Purdy plays poorly in one game, oh, he stinks. I told you. I told you. It's like, hold on. Like, he's allowed to play poorly the same way that every other player in the NFL is. For me, it's not just this one game. It's also last year against the Cowboys. He was not good in the second postseason game last year. He wasn't good in this one. And now you are entering a tournament, a four-team single elimination tournament, and you have the worst quarterback out of the four. It's really hard to win the Super Bowl anyway. It's even harder if in any of your next two games you're going to have the quarterback disadvantage. Yeah, but the players that you're mentioning that get the benefit of the doubt and, you know, I – Benefit of the doubt that Josh Allen is getting this week is unbelievable. But the players that you're mentioning get the benefit of the doubt have have done it over years and years now, um, you know, half a decade of really quality games and being the reason that their team wins the game 90% of the time. The reason that Purdy and the 49ers seem to win as often as they do is when they're completely healthy on offense, and especially Christian McCaffrey, the two receivers, and, and George Kittle. When one of them is out or you know, you, you suddenly don't have McCaffrey, that security blanket, they become very, very, very susceptible to a, a loss. And I just think that's where I'm at with, with Brock Purdy. He's not bottom third of the league, but p- please don't put him in the top five or the top ten or anything like that. I mean, he, he would almost be a, a suitable uh, replacement for like a – a uh, like they used to call it the Andy Dalton line, or I, you know, I upgraded it to the Kirk Cousins line. Like if your quarterback is better than Purdy, you have a quarterback. If he's worse than Purdy, maybe you don't. Like he's middle tier for me. Yeah, I mean the, the the big thing for me is your quarterback has to be able to put out fires at some point. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go right. out there and throw for four hundred yards. It's not what Mahomes did on Sunday against Buffalo, but at some point you need to be able to put out a fire or solve a problem. And if your quarterback is part of the problem, it just really puts you behind the eight ball that that's my concern with Brock Purdy. That again, probably in each of the next two games, if they end up winning on Sunday, you're going to be in a scenario in which you need Brock Purdy to make one or two plays to help you win. Is he capable of making those one or two plays? Because we're talking about championship level plays. We're talking about what either sends you home or what helps you win the championship. There is no more margin for error. There is no more benefit of the doubt. You either win or you lose. Yeah. 
I, uh, yeah, I, I know. I, and I, I just wonder about the Niners season coming to a crashing end, uh, if he's unable to make those plays. And so I, I think pressed up against it, I, I would take the, I would take the Detroit Lions, but it, I mean, I, it, a course could go the other way where suddenly the 49ers get rolling. They're, they're a very high variance team. I mean, we've seen them dominate clubs and then a team like the Baltimore Ravens walks in and then all of a sudden they look to be on the ropes. And so uh, that's going to be a good game to watch uh, after this, this chiefs Ravens game concludes on Sunday. So this is what I want to do. I want to get some of your keys to the game. You know, I got to get your chiefs win. If Ravens win, if, and I also want to do a little bit of a version of Ask Pete, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. If you got a question for Pete, you can call in, you can Let's text in, and we'll also get your keys to the AFC Championship game. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride in studio. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's George Carlotis, and you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride here. Mitch Schwartz is going to join us on the show in about 30 minutes or so. First question to you, Pete, is this. Chiefs win if, Ravens win if. You know the vibes. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question for this week. I I think the the Chiefs win as long as their their offense continues to build upon what we saw um, last week and and can move the ball down the field. I I feel like that provided so much room for optimism because I I do think no matter how good you are defensively that the Ravens are going to score and so you're going to again need to be in the twenties. Probably the high twenties. Can you get there against uh, what is a a healthier Ravens defense than what the Chiefs saw uh, against the Dolphins and then the Bills, and then the Chiefs lose if and I I do think it's managing Lamar Jackson on the ground. I mean I I know that uh, a lot of people point to this, but if there's one big reason the Chiefs defense have been weak and we're nitpicking here this year, it's been against the ground game and in, in certain opportunities and. Between the running backs and what Lamar does, the Ravens offer a, a big opportunity to run all over them. So I think it's setting that tone early. If they don't do that, they're um, in a position to lose for sure. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about Brett Veach and how he has built one of the best defenses in the league. But before we do that, it's time for a little hashtag Ask Pete before the AFC Championship game. Hit me, Rob. Hey, Pete, do you agree with Lamar Jackson saying that they have two up-and-coming greats playing this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I think I think these two um, have been the class uh, of AFC quarterbacking for a bit now. The Ravens haven't been in this spot in a bit because, well, Lamar had some injuries um, that we know about leading into, you know, what was that contract dispute and eventually they came to an agreement. And then when Lamar had been healthy, the rest of the team went the way of the Chargers with all the laundry lists of injuries. And so Jackson has a healthy team now, a healthier team than maybe he's had in recent years. And I think you're seeing why uh, he's been able to put the, the, the team in this position. I don't agree with this whole thing where we're looking for the Manning to Mahomes' Brady. We'll know it when we see it. We keep doing the same thing every year. It was Lamar a year, a couple of years ago. 
Then it was Allen for a little bit. My then, favorite then time Burrow. was when we tried to make it Baker Mayfield. Remember that time Mayfield. with Baker Mayfield? It's like we can wait. We can wait before deciding who's the number one rival. And what I, if he just doesn't have one? Exactly. I mean, that's also right. possible. Like <laughs> you could Tiger choose. Woods just never had a rival. Phil Mickelson was right. incredible. You can choose none of the above. Tiger just never really had any right. of those. I also think with you, Lamar. You didn't think it was Phil, by the way? Like you, lefty? No, I never <laughs> thought it was Phil. I, I also think with Lamar that I would say yeah. for most all-time great quarterbacks, there is usually a comparison. Like, for as great as Patrick Mahomes is, well, he looks like John Elway. Well, he looks like Aaron Rodgers. Who's that person for Lamar? Who's that two MVP, look at their win percentage? Mm -hmm. Who is that player? Is it Randall Cunningham? Is it Michael Vick? Like, who who is that player? I also think kind of what hurts Lamar is he is just not your traditional quarterback in the sense of almost every other all-time great quarterback that we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it's really going to take someone beating Mahomes multiple times in a big spot, right? So here's Lamar's grand opportunity to do that, and we'll see uh, if he can follow through. Uh, someone on the text line said, "What is a game day food that you think is extremely overrated?" A game day food that's extremely overrated. It's a really good question. Um, fried pickles. Mm. I love fried pickles. I mean, I do too, but, it, you know, do we have to go crazy over the fried pickles? You know what I think's a little bit overrated? You might laugh at me. Sliders. Mm. Mm. That's just not usually, like, I'm not really in the mood for a slider. Like, I got to eat five of these. And, like, no, I, you know what? There, there's just better foods. I mean, I might grab one yeah. or two, but I'm not going crazy. I mean, you're for talking about a guy who loves the baby burger. I mean, I don't, I don't know about it, if I can agree with, with that take. White Castle, delicious. I can't believe you just said that on this show. I can't believe you said that. Pete and Carrington go to White Castle, me and you. <laughs> please keep that negativity. We're going to St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> please keep. We're going to Vegas, so I guess we're going to go. We'll go to White Castle. Uh, we're going to go uh, in Vegas. Uh, Pete, what is the most popular article on Arrowhead Pride? The most popular article, I, it would have to be a recurring article that we do. It's yeah. either five things to know from the game, or we do a winners and losers after the game. I do a rapid reaction after the game. It's those it's those articles that we do immediately following the game or tend to be. That gets more clicks than Justin Ross watch. Uh, people love a Ross watch during training camp. Trust me. Um, I told everyone, <laughs> I don't know how worried we have to be about this. And uh, look, not always right, as uh, we, we know from my last open, but, but a lot of times I am. I mean, to be fair, we could be three days or three weeks away from being back on the clock of Justin Ross watch. I mean, you know what's going to happen. The moment we, like, at some point, we are going to transition. Mm. I don't know if that's on Tuesday we transition or it's in a couple of Tuesdays. But eventually, the season ends and we have to move forward. And then we're going to start talking about needs. And some people are going to say, I don't know I if you need to draft a wide receiver in round one because you have Justin Ross. That's going to happen. I mean, I can't do round three of Justin Ross. Watch. I can't do it. Oh, it's it. coming. I can't do it. Uh, someone no. wants to know what Olympic sport do you think you could beat Travis Kelsey in? Like, if you could just name one, I would beat Travis Kelsey in. Blank. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but it's the one where you're on the ice and you're like in this sled where like it looks like it pays to be smaller. It, it's whatever that is. So like the luge, the, the luge, yeah, the sled luge. luge. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. Do you uh, think you could beat Travis Kelsey in ping pong? Like if he was like, let's go. I'm pretty good at ping pong. As I'm saying, do you think you would beat him? I don't know what his experience is in ping pong, but I think I'd have a good opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't have to be jacked to be good at ping pong. It's, it's, you know, I'm svelte. Let's say that Travis Kelsey was like, hey, let's go out for a night of drinking. Do you think that you could hang? Mm. Uh, like if he was like, hey, you know what? I want you to roll with me, Taylor, yeah. Brittany, and Patrick, and we're just going to go out. You bring your I lady think, and the six of us. We're going we're gonna to go out. I and, think, they're, <laughs> and they're drinking. They're having coors. They're, do you think you could hang? I think probably for like 80 or 90% of the night. But like the key would be when when Pete makes his Irish exit. But, you know, you got you to gotta exit at the right time. Pete, do you feel like you have been one of the few people that have never wavered on the Chiefs this year? I think you offensively. You never press the panic button. I think offensively. Uh, I deserve a little bit more credit for t- telling everyone to relax the whole year. I mean, I know that. Um, Do you think I deserve any credit? No, because you were among the panic, the panicky bunch. Uh, and I came in each and every week and I said, I think it's okay. I think they have enough. I mean, I'm still worried about their wide receivers. They just stopped throwing it to those wide receivers. There's, you know I what said, I mean? Like, it, I, I, mean all, I, I was very my, worried about Kadarius Tony. They quit throwing take it to them. was they have enough to win a championship. And so far... Uh, I've been I, correct. To be fair, I never disagreed with you there. I kept you kept telling me their wide receivers weren't a problem, and I kept saying stop throwing it to Sky Moore. I had a Sky Moore stat for every day of the week. Yeah, and eventually he got hurt, and it actually ended up being a positive for the for the Chiefs. Well, I mean, there's no doubting that they took a step back. But as far as the next weapon after Travis Kelsey, they did have a good wide receiver on the team, as it turned out. No, you're 100 percent right. That is our guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, joining us on the show today. His appearances are presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that has been helping KC Sports with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. That's also Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I appreciate Should be you. good. Yeah, I'm preparing to head to Baltimore. It's going to be fun. Uh, but before that, we'll be on right after CDOT at 6, uh, Dusty Likens and myself. Um, Have you seen The Wire? Arrowhead Pride Radio. I've seen the first season of it. Then you just decided to stop? Like yeah. You saw season one, how great it is. Yeah, you I saw love season one. You saw Kima come out of the fire, and you just were like, I don't want to watch this well, anymore? I, I watched the first episode of season two to make sure she was all right. <laughs> she, she makes it. She lives. <laughs> and, and, she lives all five seasons. I'll spoil that for and, you. Uh, yeah, I'm working my way through it. I, you know, there's a lot of shows, so you get through one, and then you're like, well, do I want to try this other one or continue on? And so I'm working my way through it, working my way through Sopranos. You know, it, it's, it, it's a commitment. It's a lot of commitments. Coming up on the other side, we'll ask you guys the question in the Carrington hypothetical button game. If you could press the button and make one of these two players fully healthy, would you press it for Willie Gay or Joe Tooney? We'll also give you an update on both of their statuses. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.